Hello, friends, and welcome to the Zach ThinkShare podcast. My name is Zach Watson. I'm here to share with you a little bit about what I've been thinking about, sharing about, reading about, listening to um, that needs a little bit more detail than what I've been giving you in the short form content that I mostly make on TikTok and Instagram. It's used to This tagline used to be a little bit more about what did belong in math class as I love sharing so many things outside of the norm uh, in math class, but things have changed. I'm now in sales um, and I can talk about this with my colleagues, but a couple things I wanted to address on today's episode. I wanted to share with you some things that are going on in my life, some new things I've learned that are improving uh, my intimate life with my wife. Um, as well as some new things that are coming along and are available to you, um, as well as some things that um, are not quite available to you, but are being worked on behind the scenes. So I'll start with this, is that um, last weekend was a really big weekend for our family. Um, Alyssa uh, left and went to Denver for a weekend retreat with Desire and Fire, a personal development um and intimacy workshop and um, course that she's been taking since October or, or November. And um, it was her first time away from Everly for more than 36 hours, which was a really huge step for her. Really proud of her doing that, following through with it, um, and doing the work that I think she's really committed to doing and growing and developing herself, her intimacy, her ability to receive, give, um, and be in touch with that, that part of herself. So big kudos to her. Um, it was funny. She was talking with one of the other people and they were asking, um, if, if you, if she talked about this on my account, she's like, I I don't actually know what his, uh, what his Instagram account is, but I I mentioned that just because she will likely not be listening to this besides hearing me in the background recording this a little bit, but really proud of her for that. And I'm grateful uh, that she's been going through this work because it's been making a huge positive impact on myself as well. So I want to start with um, one of the things that I like talking about a lot is fair play, creating equitable opportunities and partnership. And one of the things I'm proud of that was not necessarily true or able to happen maybe six, eight months ago was that when she left, it did not require her to set up the house and teach me things that I didn't already know to be able to get out of the house. I was really proud that she was able to pack her bags, pack herself, get herself ready, hand me the itinerary and leave. There was no setting of reminders. There was no, hey, don't forget this. I did have help my my father and my mother-in-law came over for some of the time throughout the weekend. Uh, there was no education that needed to happen that didn't already exist in my head. And I think that's a testament to what I've been able to take from the Fair Play book, Fair Play training. Um, speaking of which, uh, part of the weekend um, was that I took the Fair Play facilitators um, cohort um, so I am, once the results from my test come in, which I felt very confident in, um, I will be Fair Play Facilitator certified um, and able to host those conversations for people that are 
trying to implement the fair play method in their lives and their marriages and their partnerships. And um, I, I have the stamp of approval from the company. So that was really cool for myself. And I wanted to talk a little bit about one of the things that, that kind of came as a result of the weekend. So as she was over the weekend, you we usually FaceTime. Um, she missed out on that um, partially because she was just so, she was doing a really wonderful job, I think, getting the training, getting the lessons and the learnings from the weekend. And in that time, you know, she, she stretched herself. She really did a great job taking in the challenges that people go through within these courses, accepting their bodies, accepting themselves, appreciating where and how their, their traumas come from and their limitations that they self-impose. And, you know, when she came back, she was very sleep deprived, um, had done a lot of emotional healing and we're both in a little bit of, I'll say survival mode. And one of the things that as it was happening, I remembered sort of a tool that we gained from Renee Brown uh, some years ago. I don't remember if it was from reading her book or if it was from one of her podcasts with, I think it was Tim Ferriss, but it might've been her own podcast, but she'd shared that when she comes home and let's say, you know, both partners have the capacity of having a hundred percent energy to, to do and go after their goals and all those things, everything's great. But when one or more people are at 20% capacity, let's say, they check in and say, Hey, I'm really at like 20% here. Like, can you carry the other 80%? Like, can you help me out here? And sometimes the other person is like, no, I'm struggling too. And so what they do is they, it will, this often happens. She calls it for an FFT, which is a first fucking time. And what they do is they have a little bit of a verbal conversation before these things happen about what kind of things give within their day-to-day operations to manage those kind of things. So for example, if it's a, if their family is often cooking pretty much every night of the week, save money, make sure things are healthy. Maybe they end up with takeout one or two extra days that week. So their budget goes down a little bit, their health goes down a little bit, but they're not stretched as thin time-wise to do those other things in energetically. So, when you are talking with your partner next and you're anticipating some challenges coming up, look to see what are some of those things as a couple, as a team that you would consider, you know, if someone is really stretched, then what are some things that work for the two of you to sacrifice to that you're normally committed to that maybe you lapse on a little bit? Maybe you let the laundry go out an extra couple of days and let it pile up a little bit, but like be aware of that ahead of time. So it's, it's talked about, you guys are having an important conversation around it so that the typical assumption that it gets done in a certain period, you know, that can change and we can agree on that and you can make those compromises. So that was some of the, the ideas that we ended up using as she came back home from her trip, pretty sleep deprived, pretty emotionally, um, you know, she'd been on quite a roller coaster. So I think that a lot of couples 
could probably benefit from having conversations like this where they're identifying what are those critical things that probably need to give so that you can survive through a couple of days without exploding at each other, without, um, you know, having resentment towards one another for not meeting the expectations that are normal. Um, so I wanted to share that because I thought it was a pretty valuable thing that we've used over the years. Um, I hope someone else finds value in it. The next thing I wanted to share was the erotic blueprints. The reason I wanted to share these is so as the list has been a part of this desire on fire course over the past couple months, it's, I've, I keep wanting to be a part of it. It's exciting to me that, you know, she's learning much more about intimacy and her sex and her, her desires. And I, you know, I, I get to be on the end of it. Like I, I hear a lot about it, but at the same time, there's so much for her to take in and is going on in her head. I, I don't expect her to do that. So we're actually able to be a part of one of the classrooms um, at night. It's about two hours. And the session that I got to come in on, they talked about erotic blueprints. Now, as I was listening to this, to this course that night, I realized how much of the assumptions that I have made in my content creation, as well as what I've seen on social media, about the differences between men and women around sex. So for example, I would say that many men um, probably self-describe and many women often describe as they need to have sex. Like it's a, it's a strong need. They feel like that. And you know, the pushback is obviously they're absolutely not entitled to the bodies of women. That's like, suck it up. Like that's not something that's an option. And I, and I get that. And I've, I've really leaned into to that item. And I think what I discovered in the erotic blueprints is that that's typical for men, but it's not the only way. And there's a lot more that we can consider about the erotic blueprints that help us to understand and appreciate and help meet the other's desires um, in an intimate and a sexual way. And so I wanted to just shed some light on that because it was, it was pretty profound to me to hear and understand this. So a secondary item that I've been hearing over the months is that a lot of women are not necessarily, um, you know, they don't want to have sex immediately. They want to have a buildup. They want to, they want the foreplay to start hours earlier. They want to start having a conversation at 12, um, that builds up over the rest of the day for eight hours. So similar to a personality test, some of the main things that you just heard there are energetic and sexual as two of the types of blueprints. Similar to if, you know, many women would describe men as um, very energetic and sort of over the top, that's like, those are extroverted people, but that's not all men. That's just sort of a personality type. So I wanted to shed a little bit of light on some of the different things. So I'm going to go through a couple of them. There are, there are five of them in total, almost similar also to like love languages. And there are both positives, um, that, like the things that turn them on. Um, but there's also negatives that come with each of the territory. So I'll start with energetic, um, which we actually recognized is a huge part of what Alyssa is. Um, loves teasing, loves like long buildup yearning, 
um, almost like loves receiving those like those texts that I'll send her a couple hours in advance verbally, not no pictures, get out of here. Um, but like to, to build up sort of foreplay starts in a verbal way, not just, you know, with images and things. Um, the challenge with the energetic is sometimes they can sort of short circuit. There's almost so much stimulation at some points. It's like, Oh, like I, I can't do it. Um, so, we've seen that play out before and I've definitely noticed that as probably since last summer, I've started to try to do more like long-term foreplay. Um, and that is how, um, you know, I've, we've ended up having more intimate time together is when I've treated foreplay as something that starts much earlier in the day. So again, for women that are resonating with this, that is an energetic uh, erotic blueprint that you are associating with. Um, second one is sensual. So this, the senses are like anything that tantalizes the senses is sensual. So if you like smells, if you like touch, if you like hearing things like you like listening to music, um, really any of those things are sensual. And the problem, and uh, I also experienced this, if there are socks on the ground in the bedroom and that is like, oh my God, like that is the, that idea of seeing the dirty socks in the corner are stuck in your head and you can't find yourself getting turned on because that's stuck in your head. It's a good chance you are associating with a sensual blueprint. And so both it can be a positive, but can also detract um, is you can get very stuck in your head on other things that are not related to it that are sort of getting in the way. So we recognize she's a good amount of energetic and sensual. Next one, which is a bit more of me, and I think a lot of men probably associate with this, is sexual. So one of the sort of things about us is we can go sort of zero to 60 in terms of like not sexual at all to like, boom, really, really wanting to be intimate, really wanting to have sex. And one of the issues with that, one is that a lot of people in the sexual death blueprint lack like a full definition of what sex is. They have a hard time seeing that other things are part of being intimate, that foreplay and, you know, speaking in a certain way. And like, there's, there's a lot of other pleasures other than being naked and having intercourse. And um, it's very end goal oriented, right? Achieving orgasm. So uh, sexual is definitely something I think a lot of men are centered around. And I think if they were to hear this, I think they would be able to hear a little bit more and understand themselves a little bit more where they get frustrated. Um, so I highly recommend taking the quiz. The last two, I've personally had a harder time wrapping my head around, but one is kinky. Um, so it is really, the person is turned on by really anything taboo and the sort of backhand side of that is that they feel an intense amount of shame, um, you know, when it comes to wanting some of the desires that they have. And the last one is shapeshifter, which is really, it's like all the above. Um, so they have a really big appetite for what they want in their desires and their pleasure. Um, and some of the issues of that is it requires more stimulation for them to 
um, really find pleasure. And at the same time, um, I guess the good thing is, you know, if someone is sexual, if they're sensual, if they're energetic, like they can shape shift to be that for that person. So one of the hard parts is when someone is a shapeshifter, they kind of need someone that is also a shapeshifter to really be able to meet the, their desires. And I'm staying away from the word needs because I'm not comfortable saying that these things are needed. Um, I think there's a lot of probably sex intimacy coaches that might disagree with me and they can do that all day. I think a huge part is that I've also been learning to have a lot more self-pleasure rather than needing a partner for things. Um, so that's been quite the exploration in my experience. Um, I'm looking forward to over the months talking more and more about this. Um, feel free to send me a DM if any of this is resonating with you and you want to talk more about it. So a lot of good things have come from talking about the operatic blueprints, understanding myself, understanding Melissa, and finding a better rhythm for what both of us like and what we don't like and what, what works. So similar to when you discover your personality types, like, like uh, the Myers-Briggs, and then you're able to identify the difference between you and your partner and how you talk together, how you communicate. I think this is a similar thing that I might recommend people do so that they can have a better idea about how to communicate with each other in terms of your intimacy. So I'll, I'll pause there. Next thing I wanted to share um, was a little bit about one of the new things that I put out in my stand store. So if you found this podcast, there's a good chance you've already come through the stand store to find this. The stand store is um, similar to a link tree, uh, just a bunch of links, things that are available. Um, I'm excited recently that I've started sort of monetizing um, my efforts over the past years. So many of you know, I've, I've made a couple thousand videos by now um, in between YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. And one of the challenges really for me has been I have lacked the feeling as if I've really been providing value. And so I rarely ask for money for things. And it can feel at times like I'm banging my head against a wall, trying to sort of build a following, put out value for people and get no compensation um, financially, but certainly getting compensation in terms of people sharing the difference that I've made for them, um, commenting, uh, obviously, the, the vanity metrics of views and likes and comments feels good externally. It definitely feeds my ego in a lot of ways, but I'm excited. Recently, I've put out another free piece of content, and I'll talk about what I am getting out of it. Um, is uh, So it's seven conversation starters. Uh, I think a lot of people that listen to my content or, re or watch me um, want their husbands or their male, their man partner to embrace some of the things that I've been coming to embrace and, and sharing about a lot. And it can be hard to start a conversation with them if they're not in that mindset. So I shared sort of an algorithm of how I and Alyssa have gone about having conversations where it sort of starts out with taking responsibility for something. So seeing 
you know, that you communicated poorly about something. So let's say, for example, um, you know, I see that Alyssa has uh, left a dirty pot um, in the middle of the sink uh, with a bunch of other things on top of it. That now taking over the dishes is my full, I have full ownership of that in this house. And I do not like it when I end up with a large pan in there. Now, we've had many conversations about this, but let's say that I've just recently taken over dishes. and don't like that. Now, in the moment, I'll be pretty upset. Not, not that upset sometimes, maybe depending on the day, what other things have gone on. But in that moment is not a great time to react. You want to wait till you're a little bit more rational thinking, till you're not explosive, till you're not emotional, and still have the commitment to bring it up because it is something you want to discuss, but trying to take some of the emotion out of it, take, bring it a little bit more to um, the rational brain and look for where you can take responsibility. So at some point I might say, hey, Alyssa, you know, the other night I was doing dishes. I recognize you did something that I, I did a poor job communicating about that I wanted. And I was wondering if we could talk a little bit about it before I end up doing dishes tonight. We can maybe have some ice cream and talk about it. So a couple things there, taking responsibility of where I can take ownership of something so that it's disarming, one. Two, I've, I've created a time space when I want to talk about it. So it's away from that emotional moment, especially if it is, if, if it is that moment that I'm experiencing that and speaking that, I'm taking my emotional self out of the equation if possible. The other thing is I'm adding ideally like uh, it, you know, when I, when you say ice cream, I get excited when you say, you know, dessert or wine, you know, there's a little dopamine hit in that, in that verbiage, knowing that we like those things. We feel good when we do those things, at least in the moment. So creating that little extra incentive for them to come to the conversation with a positive attitude, I think, yeah, a tiny bit manipulative maybe, but I think, it creates a, a win-win about it is like you're you're bonding over something you're it's a tough conversation maybe it dumbs down a little bit of the blunt force of a topic that might be tough to talk about and the last thing that i'll add is that you are you're you're sharing your commitment with wanting to deal with something and you are looking for where you can have a conversation about it rather than just saying like never do this again um, but like looking for where they're coming from so for example like this 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 issue has actually come up with us before um, Alyssa likes having empty counter space I uh, like having to not double my efforts so for example if you put a dirty pot into the sink and then let's say it was chilly that night and or it has a bunch of like red red sauce in it. Anything else you end up putting in that sink is probably going to end up with some red sauce on it and is going to make it a little bit more challenging for me to clear off all the other dishes that are in that sink. So it's actually just not only, it's, sure, it's cleared up counter space for her, but it has made, it's doubled the effort that I'm going to need to complete some of those other items. So that's what I'm committed to is not doubling my efforts.
she is more interested in making sure that the counter space is, is empty. So when we're able to have conversations like that, we're able to come to that I have a designated small area where things can pile up a bit outside of the sink um, if necessary. Um, and the other thing that I've started noticing is I have no problem picking at dishes sort of all day. So I come in for snacks all day. I work remotely, so I'm in the home quite a bit. I have little issue seeing a couple things in and around the sink, getting them rinsed and into the dishwasher. So that by the end of the night, she could put the pot in there because there's nothing else really around it. So having those types of conversations are really great gateways for having good forward moving practices in your household around things that matter both to you and are on the daily grind. I'll kind of end it there, but I wanted to just share conversation starters can be really important when you're struggling to have these conversations. Check out, it's a free download. I'm asking for your email and I will be sending you emails along the way. I will be coming up with more things. Um, I have one document that I'm working on. It's probably going to shape out to be 10, 20 pages. Um, people are constantly asking me, how did I become the way that I am? And I'm working on putting together a solid, pretty personal document of how I got there um, and asking for some financial compensation for it as it will be personal. Um, I don't want to just give it to the internet for free. Um, and, you know, if, if people want to contribute to me because they've felt they've got gained value, um, here's a small opportunity to, to share some of your money with me. Um, so uh, I'm excited about the stand because I've started using it really for the first time. And, you know, on just another topic of conversation, owning a business, I think really any content creator probably aspires to being able to run some sort of business out of it. Um, and I'm recognizing that I'm putting in a good amount more effort into turning this into a business rather than just a hobby. Um, as that is my long-term goal is to be able to have coaching services, um, have low ticket offer downloads, have free downloads. Um, you know, I want to offer a lot. I want to give a lot of value and I want to gain a lot of value from it as well. So I hope that someone is inspired to have this and makes a difference. Again, DM me if you find value in it. I think this is going to be it for today. I am excited I will share one other thing I'm looking forward to. There's a couple podcasts that I'll likely be joining. Uh, Waving the Red Flag is one of them. Um, the Daily Feminist is a radio show. And um, Renee Arena at the Mom Room. Um, I just recently did one with Dr. Tracy D. And I did, um, I, I spoke quite a bit on in intimacy and self-pleasure and masturbation with, um, Elise Michaels. Uh, she said she's going to be uploading uh, it to her podcast. Uh, I haven't seen her do it yet, but it should be coming in the near future. I think that's a really good one for men, but I'm looking forward to going further down this podcast path. I hope that this longer form format of speaking makes a difference. I'm looking forward to having a few people uh, as guests. I'm trying to get my mom. She's been a no for the most part. Um, my dad has been a yes at some point. I'll be talking with him on here. My friend Lauren, um, who's a, just a, 
fantastic woman. Um, has really helped shape my thoughts and some of the power that I think I've, I've gained in this world um, from her. I hope someday Alyssa comes on when she's feeling up to it. And um, I'm looking forward to having some guests along the way. But hope this was enjoyable. Um, please give it a rating as it helps more people find it and or um, you know just help, gives me a little boost of confidence. Uh, I look forward to bringing you more of these and look forward to seeing some responses in the DMs. I look forward to it. Bye for now and stay weird.